Want convenient banking features like mobile check deposit? Whitney Bank's mobile app has you covered. Start by opening your checking account online at HancockWhitney.com. Then download the app to bank anytime, anywhere. Member FDIC. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Historically, one of the great things about being a port city is the diversity of people who arrived here and didn't leave. Immigrants brought with them food, music, and language that has become our culture. These days, we continue to import culture. Most of it arrives in Canner at the airport rather than on ships. New Orleanian Brian Levy spent years traveling the world. When he came back to New Orleans, he brought with him a Japanese martial art called Aikido. One of the interesting things about Aikido is that when you do it, you're not trying to kick someone's butt. To all outward appearances, it looks like you're fighting someone, but what you're actually doing is finding a peaceful resolution to a conflict in which there is no winner. That is a very foreign concept indeed. You can learn more about it at NOLA Aikido, where Brian Levy is the director and chief instructor. Or right now. Brian, welcome down to lunch. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Rightly or wrongly, it comes more naturally to us to want to win. That's the basis of pretty much every sport except Aikido, as well as video and computer games like Madden, NBA 2K, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter. If you're one of the millions of people who play these games online, imagine how much sweeter it would be if you could not only beat somebody else, but you could also bet on the game. And when you win, you take your opponent's money, real money. If you think investing in your own real world ability to kick butt online sounds like a great idea, you're not alone. That's the concept that has made a business called Players Lounge a growing sensation. The co-founder of Players Lounge is New Orleanian Zach Dixon. Zach, welcome out to lunch. Thank you for having me. Zach, you come from a family of local sports business legends. Your late grandfather, Dave Dixon, was one of the forces behind the New Orleans Saints and the Superdome. You're part of a new wave of New Orleanian entrepreneurs who are, for the most part, not your grandfather's businessmen. In fact, your business, Players Lounge, is so radically original that despite a great deal of local New Orleans pride and publicity about moving it, all the way from New York to here, you got chased out of town and had to stay the heck away from Louisiana. What happened? So, uh, yeah, we went through the entire fundraising process, uh, the New Orleans Angel Network, led by Mike Eckert, Jimmy Roussel, um, you know, jumped through all the hoops and ladders and um, had an entire seed round lined up. And so it was going to be an amount of money that would allow us to move the whole company here, all four of the co-founders, hire a bunch of local talent, contribute tax dollars. And when the checks were ready to be handed over, um, our lawyer from New York said, congratulations, you're coming back to New York, right? And we said, Ah. well, no, we're moving to New Orleans. That's where I'm from. I want to live there. And the money's contingent on us being there. And he said, well, if you stay in New Orleans, there is a decent chance you're going to end up in Angola because 
it's illegal, it's considered uh, gambling, and we knew that we couldn't have players from Louisiana at Players Lounge, but it turns out it's also illegal to run that type of business in okay. Louisiana. Out really? of Louisiana, yeah. So, so you didn't want to be in the rodeo. That's and, right. Uh, so <laughs> I was not looking forward to doing hard time at Angola. So we had to unfortunately say no to a lot of money, um, and that took us a year to recoup from that uh, that loss. Is that, so, yeah. What is it? Is it a, uh, a law on the books in Louisiana? Yeah, so essentially there's the same law that protects casinos from companies like DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, anything that is online is considered, anything is online and there's money on the line, whether it's poker, video games, sports betting, any of that is considered gambling. But I'm with you. I can understand not a rule that uh, forbid New Orleanians or Louisianians from participating, but the company being headquartered here? Yeah, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean... In 42 of the states in the country, it's considered skill-based cash gaming. And in Louisiana and a few other states, it's considered gambling. Um, And so, unfortunately, we couldn't move the company here. Brian, when you think of martial arts, most of us think of judo and karate. Our experience of them is predominantly sports that young boys do and mostly quit by the time they get to an age where they'd rather be grappling with girls or other boys for different reasons. But Aikido is not judo or karate. We should think that it's perhaps more like yoga, something that is practiced by adults for reasons that have nothing to do with combat. Tell us about Aikido and who is the market for it here? Who who are your clients? Well, Aikido is this other paradigm where we're trying to find a way to deal with attacks without getting hurt, but actually creatively using the energy of the attack to help both ourselves and the attacker. It's, It's a kind of a creative approach to conflict resolution. And it is, you know, the thing is, instead of meeting force with force, we redirect it so that we're looking to be free of the attack, but actually make use of the attack. Not just escape the attack, but actually use it to create something different. Well, now you, uh, we mentioned you traveled all over the world. This is something we don't don't see a lot of uh, here or even in the United States. Where does it gravitate from? It comes from Japan through Europe and the U.S. via California and has spread all over the country over the past 50 years or more. And it's not as well known, but it's getting more popular. It's a business show, so I have to ask you about your model. Let's see, you started in the Bywater in 07, now you're in Mid-City. You don't even seem to follow the traditional model we see with uh, health clubs, like contracts and and things like that. How do you set it up? Well, I had no business background, so I just followed my passion for the art and wanting to stay true to practice because it's all about that. I mean, it's a path of hopefully getting so into it, enjoying it so much that you're not just doing it for fitness, although it is that, and not just doing it for self-defense, but you get into it the way you want to master anything like the cello or tennis or golf or Madden or anything. (laughs) I I use video games a lot with the kids I teach because they understand wanting to get better at that. And... I asked them, could you get better at that without practicing? And they quickly get, no, it doesn't come automatically. You have to put the time in, right? I mean, got to log the hours. You can't, you can't do those slam dunks without the hours, right? Yeah, as well. So Now, Zach, uh, were, you a, were you a gamer? Yeah, I mean, so I grew up in New Orleans and I went to Newman K to 10. And if you ask anybody, you know, uh, it's two more years. I know. I was going to say, there's a... Well, I, I left after Katrina, and I went to boarding school in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. And at the boarding school in Massachusetts or Newman, you could ask any of my classmates, and they would say that I was an okay student, 
but an exceptional uh, video game player and <laughs> tournament organizer. So make a good interview with, yeah, a, with yeah. a job, and you did have some jobs, right? You, you started out in the kind of the marketing business, right? Yeah. Uh, so I started out interning at Major League Soccer in the player contracts department because I was like, oh, I'm going to be my grandfather, but in soccer. Yeah. So I'd gotten scholarships to go to boarding school and college to play soccer, and. Uh, I hated working at Major League Soccer. It was terrible. I was an intern. And I got paid like five hundred bucks a month. That's and tough that, in New York. Yeah, it's yes, tough. I was living. I was living in my uncle's attic in New Jersey and commuting, so it wasn't ideal. It's a romantic story so far. Yeah, a, they, yeah. yeah. Seriously. So no, you know, it's interesting. I uh, just happened to talk to the uh, guy who was part owner of the Dodgers, and you know, I was all infatuated with his baseball background and such. But he told me that all the growth is in esports. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a crazy market. I think it's already overall valued in like the two-ish billion range and it's growing, I don't know, 10, 20, 30% month, a year over year. Um, so it's projected to be, you know, probably 10 billion before 2025, 2030, something like that. Now, just because of the kind of people who help us with the show, that the first thing that came up was, do you, can you just bet on yourself or can a third party make a bet? Or worse than that, worse than gaming, uh, gaming the system, can you go short? Can you play and bet on the other guy? Interesting question. So in the United States, until we uh, loosen up laws on gambling, um, you would never be able to bet on another player, okay. except in a jurisdiction like Nevada. This is Nevada. why Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame, by the way. <laughs> exactly, right. That. Yeah. That's right. So it wouldn't be legal in, in, except in states like New Jersey or Nevada for now. But in a place like the United Kingdom, where you are allowed to bet legally and it's a, a big business betting on other sports teams, that's a market where you could do it. And um, our, our recent investors uh, own an English Premier League soccer team. And so that's one of the strategic reasons that we sought them out as an investor is because in the United States, you can only bet on yourself, uh, like, you know, Peter versus Zach playing each other for money. But in the UK, Brian could bet on that match and, you know, make some money on it. You have, um, you mentioned you didn't have a, technically a business background, but you are trying to get people to understand and participate in something they probably never heard of. How do you go about doing it? And what works? Uh, I mean, I don't see billboards with your face on it. or No billboards, but really good, really good guerrilla marketing, getting like very creative flyers up in cafes, restaurants, shops, um, brochures, really good website with a, a really nice video showing what we do. Um, what else? Word of mouth, of course, has been big. What about uh, social media? Social media, for sure. I've had to learn that and have enjoyed that. Um, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, you name it. Instagram more recently. And I want people to know how this is a bigger operation than I might have thought. Friends, you've got 14 instructors. Uh... 14 instructors, over 100 students now. It's just been this kind of day-by-day -day process of growth. It's been quite interesting. And now, um, wait, are people just kind of searching for something new? Is this kind of a, another option? I think so, yes. People are looking for fitness, self-defense, and something social. And the community aspect of Aikido is really a big part of it. It's this worldwide network of people drawn to this sort of lesser-known thing that's a lot of fun, but it really builds this ability to go around the world and wherever you are to practice and meet people by going to a local school. And our, our community here is like that, for sure. It's been amazing to see the kind of people that have come together because people coming to something like an alternative thing like Aikido tend, tend to be pretty creative thinkers, uh, philosophically minded. And we're getting more of those kind of people here. So that you, I think you get so. That going on. Yeah, there's uh, now you mentioned going to the schools. Is that one way you kind of 
Definitely. I've done, I've done a lot of demos, I forgot to say that as well. I've done a lot of demos in schools, festivals, nonprofits, um, you name it. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Brian Levy from NOLA Aikido, the martial art that's about conflict resolution rather than winning, and Zach Dixon from Players Lounge, which is all about winning, specifically winning money on betting on computer games. Now, Zach, how did you come up with this idea? I know you went to Wesleyan in Connecticut. Um, just a light bulb over your head? or So when I was at Wesleyan, um, I was a French major, and I, you know, I started out as like a international relations major and quickly realized I didn't like it and I really just liked soccer video games and learning languages so one of my teammates uh, on the Wesleyan soccer team uh, he came to me in 2009 and he said hey there's a website where you can play video games online for money and it we think it's really poorly run and not well designed (laughs) and so we thought we could make a competitor website but we were 20 and we were more obsessed with girls video games and soccer than okay. we were trying to build a business so it didn't really take off so we each worked a couple different jobs um, after college and then bumped into each other at a gym in Brooklyn years later yeah this yeah. is now 2014 um, and I'd actually gotten fired from that marketing job you asked me about and I was devastated well, you didn't show much enthusiasm yeah no I didn't like it very much so <laughs> it was okay but um, you know I, I didn't feel like I had another job I was super interested in and so we bumped into each other at the gym and he said hey um, do you want to start hosting video game tournaments at bars uh, and we'll try to make a little money? And I said, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I like drinking and I like playing video games and I like, you know, betting money <laughs> and, on all these and things. And speaking of gyms, you, yeah. you found at the gym, you found a big money backer. Yeah, so the that a lot of same, people don't find that at the gym. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> so this is this is probably one of the one of my great achievements in my lifetime. Is uh, there's the the most famous graduate in our college's history is a guy named Strauss Zelnick, and he's the CEO of Take Two Interactive, and he's you know big time media executive. And I'd been trying to meet him for five years, and I couldn't track him down because he's so busy and successful. Until I found out that he goes to these 6 a.m. workouts at the Harvard Club in Midtown. That is uh, technically a stalker. It is. Some people would say stalking. <laughs> some would say perseverance. There, there you go. I, I prefer the latter. Good so, spin. Yeah. So anyways, I, I woke up at 4.30 for every Friday for six months to go to this workout <laughs> wow. just to get into the room with him. And, you know, over the course of six months, I told him about myself and the business. And eventually he said, like, hey, this is a cool idea and I respect your hustle. So, you know, here's some money. Go make it happen. So. And is that your first round of money? And you mentioned you had money lined up here and they had to step away from it. Yeah, so that was our first round of money. That came January 2016 as an angel investment. And um, then I moved back to New Orleans June of last year, 2016, spent four months lining up this angel round from the NOLA Angel Network, and then we had to say no to it. So we were walking away from you know a half a million dollars, which is pretty yeah. hard to raise. Sure. And so then we had to go back to New York and you'd figure it'd be easier to raise money in New York because there's so much more money and there's so many more people. But in fact, it's much harder because there's, you know, so much demand for it. So. And if you, if we, we think about what you, what you had to go through to do all that, I mean, walking away from that money, uh, it's one thing to not be able to get money, but to hand it back. Is. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to say no to in my life because we, we could have said yes. It would have been immoral, maybe illegal, and unethical, certainly. It probably would have been bad. But, you know, in the long run, I'm glad we did it 
because it would have destroyed my reputation. So. And the food at Engel is, I hear, is not, not as good as the Manders. That's right, for right. certain. Yeah. <laughs> now, Brian, Zach, this is the part of the show we call another great idea. Uh, maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. You can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have really turned out great. Or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend that has had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice and how did it turn out? I'll start with Brian. I was living in Sweden practicing with some really great teachers of this art, Aikido. But for me at the time, it was just a hobby and a passion. I had no idea... I had done something completely different with my life before. I did Native American language preservation work in Oklahoma and then met someone and moved to Sweden. And, you know, but my teacher to me one day after class, we had these great morning classes and it was, we go to this vegetarian restaurant after class. It was really good. We were walking to that one day. And what, as I recall, it was out of the blue. He said, you know, Brian, I think you'd really enjoy having your own dojo, your own school. At the time, I was practicing at what, what to me was the most amazing dojo in a city of Stockholm with 35 Aikido schools because it's much more prevalent in Europe. And I was like, why would I want my own? I was just thinking immediately, I don't know what I said to him. I think I was in shock. But I was like, I'm not going to go into competition against your dojo. And why would I want to start one? I love practicing with you and my other teacher, Yorma, and all my colleagues. It made no sense. So the sea was there, but I think I just, I could probably forgot it within a few days, if not sooner, and went about my business until Katrina hit. And I was doing something completely different. I was in a, a training program to become a psychotherapist, and, a, and I was doing that. And um, one weekend, it was like six months after Katrina, I was listening to NPR, and um, it was after Helen Hill was murdered in the Marigny. It was after Daniel Shaver was murdered, murdered with the Hot Eight. And it's like the city was just on its knees six months after the storm. And I was, of course, already following the, the city's recovery but then I was like something snapped in me and I just immediately it all just bam hit me I gotta leave Sweden so I'm not you know I was living on an island in Stockholm leave all that behind leave my idyllic life with lots of friends and it was wonderful over there and come back to New Orleans and start an Aikido school which so I would never have imagined myself doing <laughs> ever so you took in the idea and but this then was kind years of later it. I'm trying to think how many years later it was but yeah maybe six years later or five let's say five years later yeah now, Zach, what about yourself you, uh, when you think about it, the idea that sort of changed things for you? So um, the, that guy I was talking about, Strauss, the investor, he's the most successful person I've ever met. He started the Blue Jean Company, I imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's more successful than I could ever hope to be. And he told me he's been an advisor and mentor and investor for a while now. And he told me that one of the most valuable things he ever did was to, to write down physically a list of goals uh, for yourself that are so big that they scare you. And to once per, you know, once per quarter annually to, to check one of those off the list. And so I started doing that at the beginning of this year and I'm making good progress on three of the four. Um, and so that's changed my life way for the better. Jeez, just, the, um, just the planning and formation would, yeah. would be pretty amazing. Yeah, and I mean consciously every day to look at the list hold it in your hands, visualize it, and make progress every day on one of these goals uh, is a powerful force. Can you share what's on there? Sure. So uh, in the first quarter of the year, my goal was to get sober, so okay. to stop uh, drinking and smoking marijuana. Okay. And so I, far, so good. So far, I, so good. Eight months sober now. No, 
martini in front of me? No like martini in front of me, unfortunately. I love martinis, but <laughs> I just can't do it. So. And they're 25 cents here. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> so, it's, okay. it's criminal. So that was the first one. Then the second one was to start learning my fifth language. Uh, so I started learning German in, uh, in June. I've been teaching myself, you know, with a dual. There's, there's an app called Duolingo. It's oh, free I to did use. That, I did that for Italian. It's yeah, terrific. yeah. It's super easy. And, you know, if you learn like one or two languages, then it's easy to kind of pick up three, four, five. So now I've got uh, French, Spanish, Portuguese, and I'm working on German. You just watch reruns of Hogan's Heroes and try to pick <laughs> up from there? Yeah, you throw on the Spanish <laughs> subtitles and you're surprised <laughs> we can pick up. Well, congratulations yeah, on all of that. Now, we've been told at one point or another, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Now, to be honest, we usually get that advice after a loss, but today we've learned about Aikido, which is not about winning, and Player's Lounge, which is all about playing games and, well, okay, winning. <laughs> Zach and Brian, you have been a lot of fun and very informative. Uh, thank you both for taking the time to join me today and Out to Lunch. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having us. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Brian Levy, Director and Chief Instructor at NOLA Aikido, and Zach Dixon, co-founder of Players Lounge. You can find out more about Brian's dojo and Zach's lounge by following the links on our websites, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace here in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, live music, and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Mr. Matthew Ellison. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen, and at MitchellForeman.com. You can listen to this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and It's New Orleans' Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. Want convenient banking features like mobile check deposit? Whitney Bank's mobile app has you covered. Start by opening your checking account online at HancockWhitney.com. Then download the app to bank anytime, anywhere. Member FDIC.